Yo, yo, what's going on, Train Hard Live Strong family? This is your host, Coach Matt, owner of Athletic Beings Training and Apparel. And in today's episode, we are going to dive inside the mind of a CrossFit athlete in the United Kingdom, which is truly amazing because we're going to be able to see just how, what, how much work it is behind the scenes, what it truly takes to, to compete and what it truly takes to to strive and achieve new goals and progress on constantly, constantly, day by day, day by day, and all the work that's being being put behind the scenes. Now, one thing I want you to keep in mind whenever we're, you know, the guest speaker comes on the show and she's talking about everything that happens that she does, all her training, her food, her sleep, and everything that goes around being the best athlete you could possibly be. I want you to think about this, y'all. Her sport is CrossFit. What she wants to accomplish is amazing goals inside that industry. But I want you to kind of relate this to your life. I want you to relate this to a career. I want you to relate this to your relationships, your friend relationships, your family. I want you to compare it to a business, your career, whatever you want. An athlete has to train, they have to eat, they have to sleep, and they got to put in the work to accomplish that medal, right? To, to get that first place. And same thing in life. If you want to accomplish something in your career, you want to accomplish something in your relationship or anything like that, you got to put in the work. You got to do what it truly takes to accomplish those things you want for whatever goals you have. Okay, so without further ado, everyone, let's dive in this episode and let's get inside the mind of a CrossFit athlete. Hey everyone, Coach Matt here and you're listening to the Train Hard Live Strong Podcast where we bring on the top fitness pros, top fitness influencers, motivational speakers and people who have gone through dramatic transformations and we're all here to inspire you to believe in yourself. If you have not yet, go ahead and check out our website, trainhardlivestrong.com. You can see all the new upcoming guest speakers and all the amazing things coming your way. Welcome to another life-changing episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. This is your host, Coach Matt, and today we have an amazing guest speaker, a CrossFit uh, Games athlete, uh, someone who truly enjoys CrossFit, truly enjoys the whole just, you know, view of it and uh, everything that comes up to competing and truly lives and breathes uh, this specific sport. And uh, this is going to be a really good one because you're going to get to know kind of the inside uh, view of an athlete who competes at this level, which is absolutely incredible, and I'm super excited to talk to her. So, everyone, let's welcome Miss Taylor Howe. Hey, Taylor, how you doing? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Good, good. So, obviously, right now, people are probably like, "Oh my gosh, that accent is crazy." So, right <laughs> now, uh, so you're you're in the United Kingdom, right? Yeah. Nice. In a place called Wales or Wales. Yeah. Wales. Wales. Yeah. Okay, nice. Yeah. And, it, and, and it's been like, it's been, the weather's been nice. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty nice. It's pretty hot today. It's normally like freezing and raining, so. That's crazy. And it does, it snows, it snows over there in, in the wintertime. Uh, no, nah, not really. We don't get much snow, but it's just constantly cold and windy and wet, really. Wow. And you, you were born there and grew up there? Yeah, born and raised in Wales. Born? Nice. How awesome. Okay, cool. So, uh, so for everyone listening who, you know, doesn't know who you are, uh, real quick, could you give like a nice little background story of, you know, who you are and what kind of got you into CrossFit? Yeah. So I got into CrossFit when I was about 19. I'm 23 now. 
um, I came from like a gymnastics background, a um, bit of athletics, and then I kind of like fell into CrossFit just by everyone talking about, oh, you should try this CrossFit stuff. And that's how I got into it basically. Um, and I just never looked back on doing like, I was a sprinter, so I never looked back on going back on track or anything like that. I just kept to CrossFit. Nice. So you were the gymnastic portion, like the handstands and stuff like that. They come fairly easy for you whenever you compete. Yeah, like that that bit of it is probably like the hardest bit for anybody to learn. But luckily, like people who come from a gymnastic background, like pick that stuff up pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's good because I, I sometimes I'm trying to do handstands and stuff and it's kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so was it kind of difficult? Um, obviously, you're really good at it now, but was it uh, did it take a long process for you to learn how to do like weightlifting, like powerlifting, like snatches and stuff like that? Um, no, not really. Um, like coming from gymnastics, you have like quite a lot of strength anyway um, and power. So like Olympic lifting is probably one of the gymnastics and weightlifting probably the one thing I like picked up the quickest. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like a lot of Olympic weightlifters come from a gymnastics background, so they pick it up pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, I didn't struggle really with with picking it up. It was just obviously just just then learning the technique better than what I I was doing. Right. Which one was like the the hardest one to learn? definitely snatching yeah that's hard yeah yeah definitely <laughs> yeah that's nuts did uh how how much do you snatch right now uh my best is 97 kilos nice yeah. Yeah, t- t- what did you start at oh like probably like 50k like so pretty 50, low yeah yeah Dang. just like weights, and then obviously you just get stronger you get better and you just put the weights on then right but, right so I found in my experience and like also lifting with other people. So I, I haven't competed like at any sort of uh, high end competition like that for performance. Um, I, I grew up playing sports. I was very active as a kid, but never really like CrossFit type, uh, you know, competing even in small boxes or whatnot. Like I've, I've never really, you know, done that. Uh, but with the snatch, it's, it's like very, uh, it's comes with, there's a, a lot of stuff that you have to, think about before and like during that lift yeah so you're always thinking about something um not so much like when you you you're at that level of like you know what to do but um there's like different things that you'd say to yourself before you lift like if you're going for a one rep max or um like a heavy heavy lift then you'd have like the same kind of like chat to yourself where you're like okay like the key points which would be like keep chest up and be fastened to the bar but there's no like yeah there's I think the learning is done by that point you just get into a routine of like telling yourself the same thing before every time you lift Uh yeah so and you just get used to it after a while just get used to okay nice repetitive thing then Yeah. yeah and when did you first you first compete first compete like I did um so when I first got into CrossFit, there was like loads of local CrossFit boxes would do like throwdowns and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just doing a few of them with like people from the gym and it was so much fun. Um, but in terms of like a big stage competition, um, like only in the last couple of years, um, I really like gone onto the big stage. 
um, like Dubai, um, like on the sanction events um, and stuff like that. Um, so I haven't had a massive deal of experience at the high end of competing yet, um, but it's definitely like it's building slowly. That's good. So you're grabbing it, you're grabbing it slowly and slowly climbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, whenever you first did your, uh, your, I guess, like a high end type of competition, what, what was the, uh, what did you go to after? So like when you first competed, what was next? Like, what did you do until now? Um, just ha- like having a taste of competing at a higher level, mm-hmm. you kind of um, come back and rethink, do you want to do it just for fun or do you really want to do it to, to be a job and to make it to the top? Um, and I think that's the kind of chat I had with myself. And yeah, you've either got to be all in in this sport or nothing at all if you want to make it. Um, so that's kind of the like from then until now that's all it's been is just keep your head down and train hard basically yeah uh, yeah you just to yourself and you stick to your goal that's it it's just you and your goal yeah <laughs> pretty <And> that's much it. <laughs> so for, for them from the past four years uh in order what 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 competition did you compete in four years um so i started off um my first big competition was the french showdown um it was it's now a sanctional event at the time it wasn't but it was still a big european competition where everyone from all over the world would compete there um so that and then i did it the year after again and i was never up there with in contention of a podium by far i was like in the 20s and stuff like that um and obviously i wasn't training full-time then Mm -hmm. um it was just training to compete a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just year after year, it was just like two competitions like that um, until uh, I had the chance to compete for Wales in the Commonwealth um, Games in Australia in 2018. So I kind of, that was like the start of my, I'd say, Com- like very competitive career where I was like I trained for that mm-hmm. um I put all my time into just weightlifting and I kind of put CrossFit on the back burner for a little while right um I competed there and then a few months after that so this was in 2018 um and then I was like right what do I want to do next <laughs> basically um and then I competed at a competition in London called Strength in Depth um, last January, so 2019. Um, and I had like no coach or anything at the time. I was just following like a generic CrossFit program. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did, I surprised myself like I did really well, came top 10. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, what do I want to do from here? <laughs> so, so you like, always ask yourself that question. Yeah, like... <laughs> Like you've done this without really um, like putting all your time and effort into it. So do you, if you want to do it, as well just go full in. Yes. Um, it was like the day after the competition, I contacted Stephen Fawcett, which is one of the best coaches in the UK. And I've never had like a, a coach, um, like a full-time coach really before. And he was like, yeah, I'll take you on. Uh, <laughs> and then we've never looked back. So, wow. yeah, and now we're just on the journey to get to the CrossFit Games, I guess. Nice, that's good. Yeah. So, 
the the last competition that you competed in was uh was when the last competition uh was Waterpalooza in Miami in February um and that was with the team so that was an individual right um so that was so fun um really really fun um, but I competed in strength and depth the month before that, so mm-hmm. January 2020. And that was individual. Nice. Yeah. So basically, competition to competition to competition, just one after another. Um, no, it's not normally like that at all. Um, mm-hmm. Normally, we pick our season and we compete like three times a year. Um, and other than that, we just train. So we train for like a fixed period to peak for a competition. Um, and then we come down on like an off-season and then peak again. That's kind of how, how it works in CrossFit. Um, mm. You see people who compete quite a lot, but um, it's never... That's probably like the lower end of CrossFit athletes who just like competing like with their friends and having mm-hmm. fun on the weekends and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So, what, do you, what do you personally enjoy of like CrossFit? What, what does it bring to you personally? CrossFit... <laughs> It's mad because uh, it's just like it's a, if you if you're not part of like a CrossFit community, like it's really hard to explain. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's just like the people and the people you meet. Like you obviously become like really close. Like in a team situation, you do you travel all over the world together. Um, so that alone you just you just make best friends from that um you travel together you you know you live together for like two two weeks at a time wow it's just amazing like yeah yeah it's really fun so, so the community is you know what builds a family and then what, that's what makes it really good what, what makes it really fun yeah yeah the people you meet just doing the same stuff as you basically have the same goals as you so yes. you're just constantly pushing each other yeah that's good because you vibe off each other. One person does this and it's like, oh my God, yes, that's awesome. And then you do it and it's like the energy is so high. Yeah, yeah. And that's awesome. I like that too. Being in a community or team base is always so good. You know, it's always so fun. Yeah. So with all the training and competing that you do, um, well, before anything, what, what, is, what does your training look like? Um, let's say whenever you're going up to a competition. I know it's always different and it's pretty intense. But um, how many, like, do you train multiple times in a day? Like, obviously, multiple times in the week. Like, how does your training kind of look like? Um, so we'll have, like, weightlifting sessions, strength sessions, like, gymnastic sessions, um, cardio sessions, bikes. Like, it's just a massive, there's endless amounts of, like, it's fitness. So uh-huh. it includes everything, swimming, everything. Um so like a Monday, like three sessions would be kind of split over like cardio in the morning. So like a long piece, um, keeping your heart rate at like 75%. Um, and then refueling, like eating, training again, which is like a gymnastics and skill session. And then like it would be a workout, um, like a workout style in the evening, like got intervals or just stuff like that, um, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday would be more of a, like a recovery day, so either road cycling, swimming, like active recovery really, just doing something but not at a high intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, a Friday would be the, just a normal training day again, uh, Saturday again, and then Sunday would be like a Thursday, just low heart rate, steady, steady training. Okay, so 
And you said three, three times you do three sessions a day. Yeah, like um, two to three sessions a day. If I want to kind of put it all, if I want to put stuff together and just think, okay, I'll just stay in the gym for two hours and I'll just get this bit done. And I will, but um, I train from home. I got uh, the gym at my house, so I don't see the point in kind of like muddling everything together um, mm -hmm. when I can be like refueling and recovering for the next session. Um, right. So, yeah. So most people, okay, they obviously like the regular, the regular person who wants to just feel good, look good, they, they work out once a day and then they go on through their day and then they wake up, maybe they're sore, they do a little stretching, a little warming up, and then they work out the next day, right? Yeah. But for someone like you, you finish your morning session, and you already know, like, okay, in a few more hours, I got to do another session. Like, how, how, I obviously, I know by this point, you're kind of like, you're addicted, like, you love it so much, so it's not, you know, obviously too hard for you, but sometimes, I think it would get kind of hard sometimes, right, because you're kind of tired and stuff, but like, what, what is your mentality whenever you finish one session and you have to think like well in the next seven hours or six hours I gotta do another one <laughs> sometimes like when I spoke before about like the um the days when they're hard make the better days better um that like that's like a big a big thing um like you you do your first session and you really do want to go back in the gym for the second session or third session or sometimes maybe fourth session like um but it's just a force of habit now not a habit as in like oh I've got to get this done um, because that's like a chore and that means you don't love what you do but um, yeah you just you know you want it so you know that's what you've got to do to to get to the end goal you know so you don't really yeah. think of it in that way you just go through your day as if somebody in a normal job would, would do like they, yeah it's the same kind of thing yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So, like, if someone, like, um, if they wanted to become or get a promotion or something at work or something yeah, like that, yeah. and they have to do stuff multiple times throughout the day, um, yeah. same thing. You just have to you have to do these to yeah. get a goal. Yeah, that's the best way of describing it. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because it's funny because when it's your physical self, right, <clears throat> and you are you're sore, you're tight, and and you have to you know do this training session again. Uh, it, it's difficult because that's like you're you have to mentally tell yourself like you know what I got to physically push myself even though I'm kind of sore or tired or you know and I feel I just feel tired like my body feels tired you know yeah yeah um that's definitely you definitely feel all those things um but um we speak quite a lot about like not having them negative thoughts mm -hmm. if you say to yourself I'm sore I really don't want to train in two hours time again or again after that. <laughs> like, yeah, constantly like just thinking negative all the time where uh -huh. you should be like, right, let's just get, get your food on board, have a nap and then you'll be fit and ready to go again. Like just changing them negative thoughts when you feel like that, because 90% of the time you feel like that. So you can't be thinking negative 90% of your day. Right. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, again, like the best way to kind of describe it. That's good. Okay. I like what you said. That's actually really good. Man, your mindset, the way you think and you view your goals is, is major whenever it comes down to doing things you don't want to do because you're tired. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So w during training and competing and everything that you do, what, 
has there been like, what's been the hardest thing that you had to deal with while training or competing? Like, did you have to work around an injury ever? Or did you have some sort of any mindset obstacles or anything like that? Um, like touch wood, I've never suffered with injuries. Um, you take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, mm. like that would probably be like the worst for any athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, like you have niggles, like your back gets sore or your shoulder sore from gymnastics. Um, then you just, that's when you have to put your trust into your coach and just listen to your training on that on that week or to get your body back to normal um so i don't think um i've been faced with many like really hard um things like that in training or anything mm-hmm. um in terms of like injury and stuff like that which obviously i'm very lucky good um, but yeah that's good you, you do a lot of uh do you do some sort of self-therapy you're on your own like do you ice baths you do like rollouts do you do stuff like that yeah, so I've uh, recently started working with a lady called Laura Cullen, mm-hmm. um, and she's very good with women's physiology. Um, so the last month has been, I think when you ask about tough times in training, this last month has been the worst. <laughs> um, because my body is kind of at a state where it's like you need to rest and recover. Um, and it, my body was almost at breaking point mm-hmm. um, from like the, the female physiology that your science, that the body signs give you. Um, so I started recently working with this uh, woman called Laura um, and she's kind of <laughs> fixed me again. Well, that's good. <laughs> but having to change my mindset these last four weeks has been the, like, the hardest challenge I've ever had to face. If somebody turned to you and said, oh, you don't have to go to work for four weeks because you literally have to sleep, eat and chill out, like any normal person would be like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> for me, it was like like crying every day, like a mental challenge. All I want to do is train. That's all my body knows. Right. Um, so in terms of like the hardest things in training that I face, like, that's one of them. That's nuts. So, so you had to take, did you have to take a whole month off? Yeah. So we started three weeks ago and I was like, my body's just giving me signs of, which it's never given me before. Okay. Um, so obviously I speak to my coach and I tell him, he gives me like a, a deload week where we just take it easy. Um, and then things still ain't right. So mm-hmm. I get in contact with Laura um, and basically I'm telling her all, my feedback and she's like your body's you've caught it at the right time because your body was about to cave in basically wow um so like knowing your body that well is like one of the most important things i think in crossfit Mm -hmm. um because there's just so much intensity that goes through your body every day um so yeah she's basically fixed me and um like it's been hard changing my diet. Obviously, I can't eat three thousand plus calories a day because I just get fat because <laughs> I'm training. Because I'm not training, right? Yeah, so I'm having one session a day, but it's like boring stuff. Like just bike, row, like no intensity. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's crazy. So that 
You have to, obviously with training, one thing I always, I've always loved and I will always love is with training, whenever you are working out or whatever you're doing, you learn so much about yourself and you start to understand your body more whenever you do conduct a lot of fitness or training. Yes. Yeah. Just knowing your body and what it needs and what it needs to recover and stuff like that. Like at a high level in competing, whether it be CrossFit or, or another sport, mm-hmm. That athlete needs to know their body. Um, That's awesome. And it's such a big thing um, that people don't really understand because they just see they just see you training. They don't mm. see what goes on behind the closed door. So they scroll through your Instagram and be like, "Oh, you're doing twenty muscle ups, or you're snatching hundred kilos," and you're like, "Yeah, that's the that's like." 30 seconds of one day mm-hmm. that you see and you don't see like all the other stuff that makes that. Right. Yeah. So. And that's good. I like, see, it's <laughs> a, a lot of, um, you know, whenever it comes down to that, that itself, people see other people doing good, you know, on like these social media platforms or whatever. And, yeah. and yes, it's like, you know, uh, what you trained for, like, just like you said, those, 20 muscle ups or whatever like that is something that you you worked for and now you're showing something that you worked for but everything yeah. that everything that you had to do to get those 20 is, yeah. is hard you know yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. good yeah. so, so I, I heard you say real quick and I, it was it was insane but you whenever you're training like you're you're healthy and you're you're full-on training three sessions a day you you eat 3,000 plus calories yeah um which sometimes lasts nowhere near enough. Um, oh my gosh. Especially uh, like if you're ramping up to a competition where the intensity is super high. Um, even on off season when like the volume is really high, uh, you just need to be recovering. Like if you told a girl you need to be eating 3,000 calories a day, they'd be like, oh my God, I only eat like 1,000 a day. Yeah. Like, like it's hard for people to like justify how many calories you actually need to recover mm-hmm. um, so now I'm on like 2400 I'm like oh I'm going insane because oh I'm my just gosh. <laughs> I, I can't consume that extra like six eight hundred calories because I'm, my body doesn't need it mm-hmm. so, that's yeah. nuts so whenever you're competing very hard you're going to a competition what is like the highest number that you've consumed of calories on a competition weekend I don't. I don't look at that. I I just eat to fuel my body. So if I'm okay. hungry, um, like everything in off season and leading up to a competition is like, you know, you weigh your food, you make sure you're getting your exact macros and your calories. And but on a competition weekend, like that's just an extra stress on top, um, of competing. So you just need to eat. You need to just make sure you you eat after the workout and you. Like, yeah, you just need to be recovering and fueled for the whole four or five days of competing. So, like, probably four or five thousand calories. You you probably wouldn't know because you just eat to fuel your body. Wow. (laughs) That is crazy when you think about it. You know, if you were to have, like, a whole table full of 6,000 calories, like, that's a lot of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't ever eat that much. But, like, for males in CrossFit, they probably definitely do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. It's so much energy you have, to, you have to have and you have to use for these workouts. Yeah. And that's nuts. That's crazy. Um, 
when there, so as you compete, right. And, and your how your mindset is, I like it. Like the, how you view training, how you view yourself and everything like that is you, I can tell you truly like the passion for this, for this sport is, is high for you, but as a competitor and you competing, uh, how fierce is that will for you to win? Like, I understand that winning every competition is the goal for, you know, all athletes, but how fierce is your personal desire to win? Like winning in sport, like any sport takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to be training for a year and win. You've got to be training for six, seven years to, to peak and to like reach your potential. Um, but in terms of yeah, like so, don't really think of it so much as winning. It's just doing all the little things, um, all the inches that build up over time. Them inches being your sleep, your your nutrition, your training. Um, they're all eventually going to build up over so many years, and that's going to be winning. Um, so you, it's hard to think. Of just women, if that makes sense. Um, no, it does. It, it is a it's a long way away. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much in like the competitions, but to be the fittest woman on earth, like that's a long way away. Mm-hmm. Even though that's all I want, and I gotta accept that <laughs> it might never happen, like in reality. But yeah. then you just gotta keep training every single day and just keep doing what you're doing, basically. Right. See, it's so funny because every every different sport has their own thing, right? Everything is different. Like training for CrossFit is different. Training for powerlifting is different. Like training for football is different. Everything is different. And every coach has to understand their specific sport, right? But yeah. I, I've talked to a different coaches in different fields. And uh, one of their biggest things is simply that. It's taking it inch by inch and conquering this day so that eventually after all that is added up, whenever you go to competition day, whatever it is, a game, a Super Bowl, anything, um, you are a hundred percent ready because yeah. you have trained inch by inch. Yeah. And that's good it, to, to hear from you too is, is, is that's like, it's true. Yeah. Like again, like with the whole like social media side, people will see, um, Matt Fraser, Tia win the games, um, but that's like five days after the whole 365 days. Like they didn't just do that. Like that's a build-up of years and years and years of training and sacrificing, like everything like that you need to sacrifice to be the the fittest woman on earth or the fittest man on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so it's not as easy as just seeing like the win like you you don't see what goes into that win um which a lot obviously like a lot of people don't don't see so except for your coach and your family and your friends then it's hard to kind of get that across right right so you said you're 23 right Yes, 23. So so at your age so far, has there been a lot of stuff that you had to sacrifice in order to train and be your best? So much. Um, as, uh, every girl at my age wants to be traveling and going out partying. And 
but it was the total opposite total opposite for me like my phone goes down by nine o'clock every night like the yeah just sacrifice your like family friends um just to train every single day and then people who um who are still by my side now are the ones who who only understand what goes into my will to win then if you want to call it that Um, right so 80 percent of people don't understand that Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I'm, i'm pretty sure people are listening and like three day or three times in in a day like that is crazy yeah yeah you know but th- that's what it takes that those are the inches you're willing to make in order to be your best yeah exactly yeah. and that's that's nuts yeah it's not easy to give up <laughs> give up everything but like that's your personal choice right like anybody who wants to achieve something will take the inches that they need to so yeah i guess yeah. it's just it's just what you're willing to do yeah yeah and that's good so right now what is I, I obviously i guess in the in the crossfit world the, the biggest thing is the fittest man or the fittest the fittest uh girl right yeah but do you have like a specific dream like what's your biggest dream that you want to accomplish <laughs> i think every crossfit athlete's dream is to be the fittest on earth right. um, but obviously not everybody can achieve that um but yeah, it's like that that would be an ultimate goal. Um but kind of leading up to that, I just wanna be I wanna stay injury free and I wanna stay healthy. I wanna keep travelling the world and competing in competitions which on like a high worldwide platform where you take so much away from like the good and the bad and you just continue building and learning as an athlete and just year after year it's only going to mean that you're a consecutive games athlete and then year after year again you just it's just like to get my thought process in that yeah yeah that's that's good i like that that's a good goal because obviously what you have explained so far and what you've done is is good is great like you have competed in different places and you've met amazing people right yeah that's awesome yeah it's so fun yeah you're do you plan to become a coach after you know years of doing this as an athlete um so i currently do a little bit now um nice and i love it like i love teaching people how to you know squat heavier lift heavier getting like young people come through the door and be like i want to be a weightlifter i'm like oh you'd never hear that like five six years ago wow Um, so yeah in terms of like coaching and stuff i'm already got my foot in the door with that um but i don't intend to like blow it up until i'm done competing and like and i'm officially like retired from being an athlete because it's just it doesn't fit together okay Um, it would just be too much for an athlete to take on Right. No, yeah, most definitely. Is there like something that you obviously what you do every day is um it's pretty intense and especially whenever you're going up to a competition or whatnot, but is there something that you kind of always tell yourself whenever sometimes these days are bad or sometimes you wake up and maybe you just are more tired than usual? Is there stuff that you tell yourself? Uh, not really. Just again, just it's it's that habit of just having your routine um, and just obviously some days are hard 
um, some days are really good, but you 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 just go day by day and you just you just get it done. Um, yeah, yeah. There's not really much I I, I can say to myself. Uh-huh. Yeah. What about the times whenever you're working out and it's like it is hard, like it's yeah. so hard. Do you tell yourself stuff then? Um. Yeah. Like when I'm when I'm got like a hard workout um, and I'm in a dark place, I just picture myself being on a competition floor next to my like competitor and I'm in my head like I have this thing where I'm just like I'm training but like in my head I'm like on a competition floor and if I'm not stopping she's not stopping she's just got to keep working um (laughs) but I think that's just something like you obviously you learn and you build up over time and time and time again over training and competition um and you're just taking them factors and you just have them certain things where you can push yourself when you think about different things. Yeah, that's good. Visualizing. And a lot of, you know, it's um, people say, right, and I, I believe it too, but if you visualize every single day when you're doing something, you visualize that if whatever you want to, if you want to be, you know, if you want your business to be big in the next, you know, five years and you keep visualizing yourself being the best, the best in your, I guess, niche, I guess. Um, yeah. And, and you can constantly visualize yourself, then eventually it'll come because you inch by inch, you get there, right? And yeah. it's crazy to hear from you too as you're doing these uh, training sessions and you get to that dark place and, and you're pushing and it's very difficult and it's hard and it's like borderline life or death kind of. Um, yeah. But you still, that, at that very, at that, that point right there where you're depleted and you're, you know, you're pushing, you're pushing, that is whenever you visualize yourself. And that is amazing. Yeah, like um, you obviously like from competitions and stuff. Uh, you have you do you have bad workouts at every competition you go to, mm-hmm. um, whether that be a bad finish or a workout where you didn't perform as well as you know you could have. Um, you take that and you you always bring them negative thoughts back to training with you, and um, missing out on something by that inch that if you just pushed a little bit harder you you could have had it mm-hmm. um and you just you just hold on to that i'm pretty much one of those people who hold on to negative negative things from competitions and training rather than the positive um, i don't know why i don't intend to do it i think that's just the way my mind works mm-hmm. um because I've been in so many situations where I have literally missed out by by inches, um, and then inches could have been made up if I just focused a little bit more. Right. Um, so yeah. So is is that all those things kind of that that keep happening that negativity that you bring? Does that kind of what help what makes you visualize yourself whenever you're in those dark places when you're training? Yeah, definitely. Um, like I missed out on my games ticket this year by like nine points. Um, oh my gosh! Places. Right. I know exactly what went wrong and what happened instantly mm-hmm. to to not get that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, that was tough to take. And I think. Obviously, like yeah, when you you compete in and you and you're training, like subconsciously you've got that in the back of your head. Um, 
so you, you yeah you just hold on to negative thoughts i think like i don't think it's a good thing but i don't think it's a bad thing either mm-hmm. um but people's brains obviously work in different ways different so. ways right yeah. exactly so for do you take that with like do you use that as fuel uh, you missing out by nine points do you use that as fuel oh 100 percent. yeah every single day like um well especially if there's a similar workout and you're like even if it's in training or competition, like you've missed out by messing up on this workout mm-hmm. or like don't do it again. Um, uh, even if it's in training and it's a similar workout, again, you like kind of put yourself back in that place and yeah, it just fuels you to just keep going because you know that's what caused you to miss out on such an important thing before. Wow, that's... I like that. That's that is really good. That is really good. And I it a lot of people do do that. I, you know, I, I do that all the time, even with little stuff, even with stuff that aside from fitness. Like if I mess up on something that I know I could have done better in, I hold that, you know, and I use it to fuel my my next performance and whatever it is. Yeah, I think it's just like a competitive mindset as well. Yeah, yeah. You've grown up doing sport, and you're that competitive character, like. I think everyone is fueled by wanting to beat people and pushing themselves harder than they did the day before. So, um, but obviously you just build that up much more as being a full-time athlete, I guess. Yeah. So you, okay. You say that, uh, that the CrossFit games are, they're only held here in the U S right? Yeah. It's, it's, okay. So this is the, the actual CrossFit games. This is the only place it's held is here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, whenever you do make it over here, girl, I will. I'll definitely be there, and I'll definitely be watching. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so everyone listening right now, if um, you know, you have grabbed any sort of value, or you just love what Taylor is explaining, and just her passion in this, and um, you know, and you just feel the energy, and, and you can kind of, I guess, you know, uh, compare yourself to her. You know, if if you know anyone out there right now that's struggling with something or, or you just seriously just enjoyed this episode, all we ask is you simply just share it out to your Instagram story, uh, Snapchat, Facebook, send it to your best friend, your gym buddy, send it to anybody. The more people we can get to listen to these episodes, the more lives that we can all change together. But uh, for everyone who is you know, new to the episodes or new to the podcast um, that maybe wants to ask you questions, Taylor, or anything, uh, where can they find you if they want to reach you? Um, on Instagram. Uh, my name is Taylor Kalise Howe. Taylor spelt the American way. T A Y L A. And then Kalise Howe. So yeah, you could just find me on Insta and I shall be there. Okay, nice. Yeah, I, 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 love, I love watching all your stuff that you do. Your, you know, your lifts, your workouts and, uh, and all, all the competition photos. They're all amazing. Yeah. yeah it's hard work. okay so everyone out there um i hope you have a great rest of your day whatever time of day you're watching this uh this you're listening to the train hard lift strong podcast i'm your host coach matt guest speaker today taylor howe everyone as usual get out there train hard live strong yeah yeah all right everyone goodbye You just finished another amazing episode on the Train Hard Live Strong podcast. If you have grabbed any sort of value from this episode, all we ask is you simply share it out to your Instagram story, Snapchat, send it to your best friend. If you want to know when the next amazing episode or guest speakers are coming on the show, 
make sure to check out our website trainhardlifton.com and also if you want to see the sickest apparel go ahead check out athleticbeings.com we'll see you all in the next episode coach matt peace